0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about headaches. If you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, as always, you can follow along on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com in the neurology section or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Headaches are a very common presentation in general practice and all other areas of healthcare. And there's a large number of differential diagnoses that cause the headaches. And in this section, I'm going to be going through various different causes of headaches and the individual features to help you distinguish between the types. We'll also talk about some of the treatments for those headaches. So first, let's talk about the differential diagnosis of a headache. And there's loads of differentials. This can include tension headaches, migraines, cluster headaches secondary headaches, sinusitis, giant cell arteritis, glaucoma, intracranial hemorrhage, subarachnoid hemorrhage, analgesic headache, hormonal headache, cervical spondylosis or arthritis in the top of the spine, carbon monoxide poisoning, trigeminal neuralgia, raised intracranial pressure, brain tumors, meningitis and encephalitis. So that's a huge list of the different types of headaches and we'll go through some of those in more detail a bit later on. Let's talk about the red flags and it's important to consider the red flags for serious conditions such as raised intracranial pressure or intracranial hemorrhage when you're taking a history and managing a patient with a headache. This is because headaches are so common and most headaches are completely benign meaning they're not caused by something very serious but you need to be able to spot the headaches that are more serious. The NICE clinical knowledge summaries on headaches have a good summary on how to assess a headache, so it's worth having a look at those. What we're talking about here is not an exhaustive list, but it is some of the key red flag symptoms that you need to look out for that might indicate a serious cause of a headache. Firstly, if someone has a fever, photophobia and neck stiffness, you should be thinking about meningitis or encephalitis. Do a neurological examination, and if they've got any new neurological signs or symptoms, think about hemorrhage, brain tumors or malignancy, or stroke. If they have a new onset of dizziness, think about stroke. If they have visual disturbance, think about giant cell arteritis or glaucoma. If there's a sudden onset occipital headache, so a sudden onset headache at the back of the head, think about subarachnoid hemorrhage. If the headache gets worse with coughing or with straining, think about raised intracranial pressure, which could be due to an intracranial bleed or a malignancy in the brain. If the headache is affected by posture, if it's worse on standing or lying or bending forwards, think about raised intracranial pressure. Always ask the patient if the headache is severe enough to wake them up from sleep. This is less likely to be a benign cause of a headache. Ask about vomiting, and if they're vomiting with the headache, think about raised intracranial pressure or carbon monoxide poisoning. And ask about a history of trauma, which could suggest intracranial hemorrhage. Finally, if the patient is pregnant, always think about preeclampsia and check their blood pressure and urine dipstick. When you're assessing somebody for a significant cause of the headache, do a fundoscopy examination to look at the back of the eye, and you're checking for papilledema. Which is a very important sign of raised intracranial pressure. Papilledema may indicate a brain tumour or benign intracranial hypertension or an intracranial bleed. So, a quick Tom tip at this point practice asking red flag symptoms so that you can demonstrate in an OSCE exam that you're thinking about serious causes. And this will score you the extra points in the exam and it will also help you document when you start seeing patients to show that you've thought about serious causes and tried to exclude them with the red flags. So next let's go on to talk about individual causes of headaches. And we'll start with tension headaches. Tension headaches are very common and they classically produce a mild ache across the forehead and in a band-like pattern around the sides of the head to the back of the head. And it may be due to muscle ache in the frontalis, temporalis and occipitalis muscles, which cover the scalp. Tension headaches come on and resolve gradually and they don't produce visual changes. There's a few associations with tension headaches. and These are things like stress, depression, alcohol consumption, skipping meals and becoming dehydrated. The management involves reassurance that there's no significant underlying cause for this headache and that it's just a simple tension headache then using basic analgesia like ibuprofen or paracetamol, using relaxation techniques and hot towels to the local area can be helpful. And then doing things to try and avoid the triggers like drinking plenty of water, avoiding alcohol and trying to reduce your stress levels. Next let's talk about secondary headaches. And secondary headaches give a similar presentation to a tension headache but with a clear cause. And they produce a non-specific headache which is secondary to an underlying medical condition like infection, obstructive sleep apnea or preeclampsia. It could be due to alcohol consumption, due to a head injury or due to carbon monoxide poisoning. Next let's talk about sinusitis. And sinusitis causes a headache associated with inflammation in the ethmoidal, maxillary, frontal or sphenoidal sinuses. And it usually produces facial pain behind the nose, behind the forehead and behind the eyes. And there's often tenderness over the affected sinus. So you can press on the sinus and elicit tenderness from pressing on them. And this will help you to establish a diagnosis. Sinusitis usually resolves within two to three weeks. Most causes of sinusitis are viral. And antibiotics are generally not helpful in this situation. Nasal irrigation with saline can be helpful. Prolonged symptoms may be treated with a steroid nasal spray. And occasionally antibiotics can be helpful where there's a bacterial infection to help resolve the symptoms. Next let's talk about analgesic headache. An analgesic headache is a headache that's caused by long-term analgesia use. This may be long-term use of codeine or other medications like tramadol, that are originally used to treat pain, but then start to cause a headache. And it gives us similar non-specific features to a tension headache. Withdrawal of the analgesia is important in treating the headache, although it can be challenging in patients who've got long-term pain and in patients who believe that analgesia is necessary to treat the headache. Next let's talk about hormonal headache. Hormonal headaches are related to estrogen, which is the main female sex hormone. And it produces a generic, non-specific, tension-like headache. And they tend to be related to low estrogen. So this may be two days before and the first three days of the menstrual period where the estrogen levels are naturally lower. Around the time of the menopause when estrogen levels drop. And in pregnancy, it tends to be worse in the first few weeks and improves in the last six months. Headaches in the second half of pregnancy should make you think about preeclampsia. Using the oral contraceptive pill can be useful in improving hormonal headaches because it supplements extra estrogen. Next, let's talk about cervical spondylosis. Cervical spondylosis is a common condition caused by degenerative changes in the cervical spine. So basically wear and tear in the top of the spine. It causes neck pain, which is usually made worse by movement, and it often presents with headaches. It's important when somebody presents with these symptoms to exclude other causes of neck pain like inflammation, malignancy, and infection. It's also important to exclude spinal cord and nerve root lesions. Next, let's talk about trigeminal neuralgia. The trigeminal nerve is made up of three branches. V1 is the ophthalmic branch. V2 is the maxillary branch and V3 is the mandibular branch. Trigeminal neuralgia can affect any combination of these branches. The cause of trigeminal neuralgia is unclear, but it's thought to be caused by compression of the nerve. 90% of cases are unilateral, meaning they only affect one side of the face, and 10% are bilateral, affecting both sides of the face. Around 5-10% of people with multiple sclerosis have trigeminal neuralgia. Trigeminal neuralgia presents with intense facial pain that comes on spontaneously and lasts anywhere from between a few seconds to hours. And it's often described as an electricity-like shooting pain. Attacks will often worsen in severity over time. There's a number of possible triggers for the pain in patients with trigeminal neuralgia. These include things like cold weather, spicy foods, caffeine and citrus fruits. The treatment of trigeminal neuralgia is with carbamazepine and this is what NICE recommends as first line for trigeminal neuralgia. Surgery to decompress or intentionally damage the trigeminal nerve to stop the symptoms is also an option. Thanks for listening to this episode on headaches. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. It wouldn't be possible to maintain it without his hard work and reliability. If you found this podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. You can also pick up a copy of the Pediatrics book which has recently been released and I'd be really grateful if you could check that out and see whether it might be helpful for your revision. If you don't want to pick up a copy of the books don't worry you can find everything completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com where there's notes, videos, illustrations and questions. And either way, I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be all about migraines.